The Pelicans got nothing. to this podcast and hopefully I can entertain you guys for the next 10 to 15 minutes while it is happening. My name is Seth Weston and this is the unofficial Memphis Grizzlies podcast. So without any further ado, let's get into it. The NBA draft is really just right around the corner and last night we got the draft lottery picks in for the season. Now this was a once again, just really, the dra- I just love the draft lottery. I don't really know why, just such high expectation up to the very end when you get the top two teams. And then, yeah, you just suddenly know, like, okay, number two is this person, so it has to be this team in number one. And this is the point where a franchise can be made or broken. For the example of some of these teams, some of them fell further than they thought. Some of the, you might think the Houston Rockets should have gotten the number one pick. They had pretty high odds. And the Magic, they fell pretty far, pretty, pretty far too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't do it. And then the Pistons, Obviously, you're going to win the draft lottery, and so yeah, they're set up to make their make their franchise a little bit better, and maybe maybe be a little bit better this season. So, with all that out of the way today, we're going to talk that we're going to talk about and break down all of the draft lottery picks, and then coming up down the road a little bit later will be our first mock draft. So, without any further more ado, let's get into it. Starting off, we'll just go. We'll, we'll just. Uh, name the list first. We got the Pistons, we got the Rockets, got the Cavaliers, got the Raptors, we got the Magic falling all the way down to five. We got the Thunder, the Warriors, the Magic again at eight. Uh, Nick, sorry, Kings, Pelicans, Hornets, Spurs, Pacers, and Warriors again. And so the Magic uh, had the highest odds with the Pistons and the Rockets to get the number one pick, and they fall all the way down to five. So really, really unlucky for you guys. And the Pelicans. Who actually had a pretty decent chance of getting a top, uh, like I think it was like a top five, six pick. They actually fall to ten, so that's what that cold open was for. Um, and yeah, maybe the Pelican type will die down a little bit. Pro- probably not. But let's go ahead and talk about why some of these teams are in good positions. First of all, the Pistons are in fantastic position because they will be able to draft Cade Cunningham. Now, if the Pistons do not get Cade Cunningham, I there will be riots in the streets because Cade Cunningham is the best player in this draft. Without a reasonable doubt, this is true. That we got they're great players on the there's great players in this draft, but Cade Cunningham just soars miles and miles and miles above every uh, every single one of these people. And so, whenever you look at the Memphis Grizzlies standpoint, uh, you this this could have been the season where you have gotten a first round pick from the Utah Jazz. Uh, because we traded away Mike Conley, and we got a pick in return, as well as a bunch of other guys, and Grayson Allen as well, and that's a whole uh, whole bunch of other stuff. And so, yeah, this this is unfortunate for that, but once again, that pick comes less becomes less and less more protected each year. So if the if the Jazz are not fantastic this se- next season, um, and and the Grizzlies are either good or not as great, that pick will get more and more value. Because if it happened this season. Like, it could have been, like, it could have been, like, let's see. I think it could have been, like, 11 or 12. But next season, it could be, it will be, it'll definitely be top 10. And maybe, just maybe, a little bit better. Like, maybe maybe a top 5 pick overall. But, once again, we're getting out of the line a little bit. So, the Pistons, probably going to draft Kate Cunningham. Uh, I don't even need to make a mock draft video to talk about that. 
that's what's going to happen. Um, the Rockets uh, were, were hoping to get Kate Cunningham, obviously. That's their that's the point guard of the future that they wanted. But they got other guys that can play guard, like Jalen Green. He's a fantastic guy who can play that position. Not the guy you wanted, but a great guy nonetheless. And then, then and sitting at number two, not a bad place for the Houston Rockets. They got to be happy that their tanking did, in fact, pay off. Just a little bit, at least. The Cavs sitting at number three. It's another great position. They got a couple positions they could go. They could get a they could get a power forward, um, or because uh, Kevin Love's not gonna be fantastic for much longer. Or they could go center. They, yeah, they had a whole bunch of options. Evan Mobley, obviously a great center. They could go with um, a couple other guys. They could go with is like as uh, uh, oh gracious, uh, John Kuminga, Kuminga. Uh, which I didn't, I didn't watch this guy. I probably should have. Oh, he, oh, he's a G League guy. Okay, um, that makes sense. So they could they could get this guy. That's gonna be a good power power forward slash small forward for them. Um, but yeah, if I could take a guess, I'm not gonna. I'm once again won't talk about it very much. But Evan Mobley would be a good guy for that position. And then the Raptors are in a very interesting position. They could go point guard slash shooting guard. You got Fred VanVleet and uh, Kyle Lowry uh, in there. But yeah, they're in a good spot to draft a great a great top five player. And the Magic, uh, it's a it's a bummer that they fell this far. Uh, they could also go after John Kaminga, uh, or like just given it's up. They 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 need basically a whole lot of things for their roster. They lost a whole lot of this season. They got a great uh, they they got a great pick last season. They got a great point guard, uh, so a shooting guard. But yes, yeah, so you, you got to get a little bit bigger, and you got to make your team more in depth. And so the draft will help them with that because they will have two picks. They'll have the fifth and the eighth pick, and so they'll help getting those good young guys and making the team a little bit more younger, more versatile. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to see how they are going to be able to handle the draft or, and how they will in general. Talking about the Warriors now, they got the seventh and 14th pick. Uh, yeah, this seems going to be scary next season. Wiseman coming back healthy, Curry coming back fully healthy with help of, obviously, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson actually posted pictures, I don't even know where, uh, of just uh, probably a social media, some kind of him working out uh, and shooting threes, getting hyped, stuff like that. And so he's he is coming back next season, and he is ready to rumble and force some uh, force some tears, probably on me. It's, it normally ends up coming back to making me cry because Warriors are just always always really good. And I don't ever get a franchise like that. There's uh, it's always the Warriors. It's always the Warriors in Los Angeles, and it's oh, sorry. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, the Warriors are gonna be a fantastic team next season, uh, and yeah, they could address they could address power forward a little bit um, and get a backup back a good backup shooting guard. So like uh, some mock drafts have James uh, J- oh, gracious. I always pause trying to like, oh I can I can figure this out, but no James Bugnight. Uh, I probably butchered that really well. But other guys that I think that they maybe should get is uh, Corey. K- Corey Kispert of the uh, Corey Kispert of Gonzaga. I think that I think that's a great small forward that would help them, and he could play a little power forward as well. So once again, not a not a mock draft, but anyway, I'm just, that's this my opinion. And so that 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 could be something that could happen. And they, they they have two picks as well, getting that team more depth as well. Their bench was not fantastic last season. They can make it a whole lot better in this draft. Talking about the Pelicans now. Oh, the Pelican, the Pelicans. Pelicans fell all the way down to ten. Um, which is very unfortunate. They need they need a whole lot of things to go right. They 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 what they really need to go right is their team to actually be good. Now I know that sounds ridiculous, but their team is good. They, it's just it's just not working out for them. So if they could, if I could take a guess, they would they would take a small forward. I think they could get a good small forward in this draft. There's a lot of good small forwards in this draft. It's actually around the area, like especially around the skill level of the area that they'll be picking, like eight 
to like eight, eight to twelve. There, like there'll be some good small forwards out there, and so they will probably address small forward in the draft. But they're so I can imagine that they're that they're heartbroken that they fell down this far. Probably not heartbroken, but it does hurt that they fell down this far. Uh, whenever their pick could have been very very good, but alas, it was not. Teams I did not really talk about is like the Thunder, the Spurs, the Hornets, the Kings. Yeah, they. they I just I, I just don't really feel like I don't feel like I really need to talk very much more about this. Um, and yeah, they're just like, sitting in kind of like the middle of the pack. I'm like, okay, they were expected to fall somewhere over here. Warriors and Pacers fell in the fell in the bubble. So the Spurs and the Hornets, they're exactly kind of where we thought they would be, uh, like odds wise, like odds wise. Um, and so yeah, it makes sense where they are. The Thunder are actually sitting at five, so they, they could make some moves. They they need they need a small forward as well, a whole lot of small forwards, and there'll be some at their position. I'm interested to see which who they take. Did they go for another point guard? That that physically could happen, or do they try to invest a little bit more in depth in small forward? But I will discuss that in a later date when I do my first mock draft. So that's the mock that that's the uh, that's the draft lottery. Uh, congratulations to the Pistons and the Rockets and the Cavs being their big three. Uh, and yeah, sorry for the teams that lost the lottery, but like the lottery, you're not going to win every single time. And so. Yeah, that that's that's always just fun for me. I hope you guys did enjoy that. Uh, we're the podcast not over though. Don't click off the podcast or start doing something else. Um, we're we're also going to talk about today. The Celtics hired a coach, and that is the assistant coach of the uh, Brooklyn Nets, which I'm trying to find his name, which I do not know why I do not have it written down. So yeah, uh, the Boston Celtics are going to uh, sign then like this next assistant coach, um, Udoka. So I definitely pronounced that right and so this this is an interesting decision uh there were like all these names and like oh it might be like jason kidd or something like that and it's it's this guy who's had success in the past i guess and so this should be this this should be fun uh for the celtics they're brad stevens good job getting like a a guy who had success this season in there so like they like he knows how to how to put things together and the celtics having great pieces and trying not to rebuild but might be forced to rebuild a little bit um, they'll give him a winning mentality for sure. So this was a this was a pretty good hire for the Celtics, and yeah, definitely definitely one that needed to come sooner rather than later. Brad Stevens was cutting a little bit close, um, but yeah, he got it done, and yeah, it should be very very interesting to talk. Very very interested to see how they do. And then talking about the NBA playoffs, obviously we're still we're still doing that, um, and it was a thriller last night. It was the it was an absolute fantastic. Game. It was the uh, Los Angeles Clippers against the Phoenix Suns. Came down to the wire. I love these playoffs because every single game is close. Like almost every single game is close in the fourth quarter, um, except maybe the Grizzlies games, which they they were still pretty close. They were still pretty close. Um, and the Bucks and Heat. No, that wasn't it. But anyway, all these games are close. Even the game right now, the Bucks and the Hawks. Game is tied at 69 apiece. And so yeah, every single one of these games has been pretty pretty close. And so, yeah, I'm just, I, I love that. And last night was no exception. It was a, it was a lob game winner to Devonta Aiton. Great pass by my boy, uh, my, my, my boy that I'm suddenly forgetting his name. Jay Crowder, I guess he's not really my boy then. Uh, I love that guy. It was a great, great pass. And he, he put him up for the slam on the game. And, and as time expired, but they went out and said like, oh, we got more time left on the clock anyway. So that series is two to, two to zero at the moment. Uh, Clippers looking to bounce back on Friday, um, sorry, Thursday night. And yeah, right now that series is 2-2. Two two. Milwaukee and Atlanta are playing right now. Uh, like I said, pretty close on TNT. Uh, and the Bucks are looking to finish out the game strong and take a and, and take a lead on the Hawks on the in the series. And the Hawks trying to do the exact same thing, um, except going up on the Bucks. So this 
game one is pretty important. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how it goes. Hawks have been playing behind all season and all playoffs, but actually so did the Bucks. The Bucks have been behind a majority of their of their playoffs uh, playoff games, and so yeah, it should be should be very very. This should be a very very fun series. Uh, I didn't really do a predictions, but I'm just gonna say. I mean. The, the Suns and Clippers is different. I mean, I'm going to say the Suns win that one. And then I'm going to make a very interesting pick. I'm going to pick the Hawks. I think the Hawks are a much better basketball team than the uh, Milwaukee Bucks at the moment. Uh, they they've just they just had the hot hand. They have the momentum going into these games. they got a very versatile. they got a well, all, well, well-rounded team. you got the defense. you got the uh, finishing. they got the scoring mid-range. you got every, you got everything you want for the Atlanta Hawks. They're, they're a Grizzlies team like two years down the road. I'm just going to say, they're a Grizzlies team two years down the road. And, yeah, this is their time. Will they be able to make it past the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know. But if I was a betting man, which I am not, don't bet. That's Don't don't gamble too much. That's bad. Uh, this is your life lesson from Seth Weston on the Grizzlies podcast. If, if I was that person, I would say that the Hawks would win, and I would hope to win a lot of money. But we'll have to wait and see. And that was going to do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you absolutely did enjoy it. If you want to hear more fantastic music, like the music here begins here on the podcast, go check out Harley Genius on YouTube. Puts out some great music. Stop by and give it a try if you have not already. Also, very big news. I'm going to put this at the beginning because I don't know why I mentioned it at the end. I have an Instagram account. Yes, I will be posting like clips and stuff for the podcast. They're like, I, I'm very new to the social media thing. Um, just so you know, and so I'm gonna start posting. Try to post some more things there um, to get you guys a little bit of, of a preview if you haven't listened to the podcast. Uh, more of that. So if you want to follow me or whatever it's called, I think it's called following. I'm so old apparently. It makes me sound so old. If you follow me there, uh, I'll be very much appreciated, and I'll try to keep, I'll keep you guys updated on when I post there. But I'll, I'll try to post there kind of consistently. We'll just see how it goes. So hopefully you can check that out. No podcast tomorrow, but we will have a video talking about. The uh, we'll do we'll do the Knicks reaction to the NBA season on Friday. Should be a blast. I hope you guys can look forward to that. So yeah, hopefully you look forward to that. Um, if you want to continue to support me, which would be very much appreciated, links will down me in the description for my YouTube uh, and wherever you listen to your podcast and my website. So spread the word. Copy and paste that. Copy and paste some of those links into a buddy of yours. Like oh, this guy has decent opinions, and this, or oh, this guy's got really bad opinions. Let's make fun of him with a friend. I don't know. Those are two different examples. It could be the first one. Uh, could be the second one, but either way, either way, the point is, if you could please do that, that'd be very much appreciated. Gets my channel, uh, li- gets my channel going a little bit more, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. I don't know, I don't know why you would keep listening if you do, but hope you guys are, are enjoying it. Finally, hope your team is absolutely fantastic the rest of the NBA season. I'll stop talking unless they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Until next time, my name is Seth Weston, and this is the unofficial Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Later.